0: Today on episode number 97 of the podcast, we're setting our sights on the sighted supporter. What's up, VIPs? Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek. I am your resident VIP, a.k.a. visually impaired person. And across the table from me, as always, is our resident sighted supporter, my lovely wife, April. Hello. All right. So speaking of that, dear, today it's all about that side of the table. It's all about the sighted supporter. So on this show, we talk about all things visually impaired, losing your sight, adapting to it, you know, all those sort of things. And one of the things that we've talked about in the in fact you were watching one of our old episodes yeah. um just recently about what it is like for a sighted supporter to, you know, go through sight loss. And so today we're going to talk about the sighted supporter and specifically what it's like now. We're almost no, we're 20 years plus, excuse me. Yeah. I don't know how old I am. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, we're 20 years plus, what it's like kind of going on now, some different things. I've got some questions to ask you. And so hopefully today, if you're watching this and you are a Sighted supporter, whether you're a spouse, a parent, a sibling, a friend, whatever it is, maybe you'll get some insight from the things that we discuss today. And as always, This is our, you know, journey, and it may be different for you, and that's okay. We're not prescribing anything, if that makes any sense. (laughs) All right, so let me jump into the questions here, and I let her see these, but I have no idea what she's going to say, so this should be interesting for you and for me. All right, here we go. First of all, it says, do you talk about Derek being blind with others, and how would you handle that? Yes. Thank you. Moving on. Moving
1: on. (laughs) Yes. Um... So, yes, I talk about you being blind with other people. I don't I'm not the first one to bring it up, though. Mm. Um, usually it just comes up in conversation. So mo- I'll, I don't want to say all of but most of the people that I work with know that you're blind. Mm-hmm. So I kind of make jokes sometimes like, sure. you know, driving and, yeah. you know, I don't know. Oh, he didn't see that or whatever, just being sure. silly. And they laugh and we move on. Do they whatnot. laugh
0: awkwardly? They're like, oh, am I supposed to laugh at this? Um because like, <laughs> when I make jokes, most people, of, are, people most are like, of
1: the time <laughs> it's kind of awkward, but there are some people that I work with that I am, you know, a little bit closer with and they just really laugh. Like they think yeah. it's funny yeah. because I've worked with these people for 10 plus years mm-hmm. and now they are really You know, they they know me. They know that I'm I'm just joking and I love my husband and I, you know, we deal with sight loss every day. Yeah. And it's just sometimes that's how we get through it. You know, you have to you have to laugh sometimes, too.
0: Absolutely. Definitely.
1: But I'm 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 an introverted person, so I'm not going to walk up to someone and say, hey, my husband's blind. I'm not going to walk up to someone and start a conversation if I don't know you anyway.
0: Well, true. Yeah. So um, that would be weird if you walked up to somebody and told fine. hi, how are you? My husband's fine. Like, yeah. no, I don't do that. Like, you know, right on the other side of the table, like I rarely tell people up front unless there's a reason they need yeah, to know. It's a need to know basis kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And most of the time when people find out it's because, um, I'm talking about having to arrange transportation for the kids or um, transportation for you if I'm working or something like that. You know, we talk about people from um, your work coming to pick you up for work or take mm. you, um, you know, to one of the kids games or competitions or something like that, mm. that I can't get to at the time that it starts. So we yeah. re- we arrange transportation for those purposes. And a lot of times that's how it comes up. And they're like, well, why can't your husband take him? And I'm like, Cause he's well, an alcoholic
0: he, and he can't drive. Do you ever say can't something drive. like that?
1: <laughs> usually I say, usually I say he doesn't drive. Hmm. And that of course, then they're like, uh, and like you said, I see their wheels turning like, yeah. because he's had his license revoked. Yeah. Like, I would say that I, I bet
0: nine times out of 10, somebody's like, does he drink too much? Has he had a DUI? Nobody has
1: ever asked me that. Okay.
0: But well, uh, they're sure. thinking. Are it they that thinking bit. it? Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
1: So usually that's how it comes up. And, I, and I'll say, you know, my my husband's blind. He's legally blind. He doesn't drive. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't know that. And I was like, well, again, it's well, a need to know, know. basis. Yeah. So you didn't you need this? to know. There was no reason for you to know. So why would you know? And I'm not, I'm I'm nice about it. And we talk about it. And they usually ask questions like, has he been blind his whole life? How did he lose his sight? And I go into that kind of stuff. And I try to keep it surfacey because if I get too deep into it, I tend to get emotional just like I do with everything else. Like, you know, it is a huge part of our lives. It's Mm -hmm. affected our lives so much Mm -hmm. that, you know, if I think too much into it, it just brings up emotion that I, I'm not ready to deal with when I'm sitting at work.
0: Sure. Yeah. So,
1: um,
0: so what's the common thing you say? Do you say blind, legally blind, visually impaired? What's the phrase you use the most you'd say?
1: Uh, I think visually impaired is probably the one I use the most, but then I feel like visually impaired means a lot, can be very broad and mean Mm -hmm. many things because I mean, I know that I'm not a VIP, but I wear contacts. Mm -hmm. So I have a visual impairment as well. It's just able to be fixed by contacts. So I feel like sometimes saying visually impaired, it's like, Okay, so am I. What does that matter? You know? But that's not really the case. So I usually then will say he's legally blind, he can't drive. So um, you know, he has no central vision, he only has peripheral vision, and it's, you know, poor at best as yeah. well. So that's usually kind of how things start. And that's yeah. where I I let them it's kinda like with kids, I let them ask the questions rather sure. than me just divulging all the information yeah. to them because yeah. I don't know how much they really care. And how much they really want to know. So I'm not going to give them our whole life story if they're not asking the questions.
0: Do you think that, um, do you think people are nice? You know, like, well, I'll be nice and ask. I should be, you know, I should look like I care.
1: Um, I don't know. I'd never thought about that really.
0: Oh, great. Sorry. I'm bringing it up. No,
1: it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. So, I mean, it's, there's usually that awkward pause between the time when I say that you're visually impaired and the time that they ask a question. So maybe they are in that moment thinking, yeah. oh, I'm going to be Wheels nice and turning. ask a question. I should, yeah, I should ask something. Yeah. But I, it's I not. It's, I mean, I don't feel like they need to be obligated to ask questions because it's not their life. And if sure. they don't really care, then I don't really care for them to know. You know right. what I mean? Well, and it's not, hard
0: because how, like you said, how deep do you go with these people? Right. That either you work with or you interact with occasionally. Or right. Like exactly. So. Exactly.
1: I mean, I love the people that I work with, but they're you know, they are coworkers sure. and they're not intimately involved in our life. So right. if they don't want the information, I don't, ca- I, I don't care. I don't care to share it, but I don't care to keep it to myself either. Right.
0: Do you? Th- what about people that, uh, I didn't know how long we are going on this question. What about people <laughs> that uh, you interact with outside of work? Like some, not, not work coworkers, like uh, mm-hmm. people that you go to church with or you have a social club with or something like that. If they bring it up as a little more, Like, well, I'll share a little more because I'm interacting with you regularly as opposed to, you know, just at work. No,
1: not really. Again, if they ask the question, I'll answer the question, but I don't, I still don't go into further detail if they don't ask more questions.
0: How many people would you say ask, I'm just totally thinking this off the top of my head. How many people ask about things with me being blind versus how does that affect you? Oh, it's
1: always about you being blind. It's not about me. Yeah. And and sometimes sometimes I get a little bitter about that because it does affect my life. It doesn't right. affect my life as much as it affects yours. Right. But it does affect my life. It's affected my life for 20 years now, basically. Yeah. And so it it does affect me. And nobody really seems to think that. And sometimes that's it's disappointing because sure. yeah. there is um, there's emotion there and there's. Um, things that, you know, maybe we weren't able to do or, um, things that we weren't able to get the full benefit of because of sight loss. Yeah. And so then that just, it's like, okay, well that's my, um, I don't want to say suffering cause I'm not, I haven't suffered, but I guess sure. like just the way it affects me has, mm-hmm. is not as important as the way as it affects you.
0: Well, and, and that's, you know, I think that's a fair point for people. And if you're listening to this or watching this and you're somebody who is a cited supporter, if you feel that way, we'd love to hear about it because yeah. I'm sure that we're not the only ones uh, that yeah. face that. For sure. Uh, we talked a lot on number one. I just, we had to race <laughs> to these others. I knew that
1: one was going to be long. <laughs> All
0: right. So number two, um, would knowing other cited supporters or caretakers be helpful to you? If you knew other people who were married or parents or something like that. Yeah,
1: I think it would be, um, you know, it feels like there are a lot of VIPs in this country, in the world. Um, but in comparison to, you know, regular sighted people, you just don't know that many. Yeah. So then the sighted supporters are, are the same. We are not, um, we don't know each other. Sure. So yeah, I think having a community, um, even if it's just a couple people, I think would be good that I can kind of share my emotion and my, Um, feelings with people that would truly understand Mm -hmm. what I'm going through um, or how I'm feeling at the time. And and not that I want pity or sympathy, but just empathy, like understanding how I'm feeling because- of sight loss affecting our lives. Yeah.
0: To talk about it without having to explain Mm -hmm. for an hour. Like, you know, if I'm sitting across from somebody who's visually impaired and we're talking about voiceover on my phone, I know I don't have to go into explanation what it is, how it works, blah, blah. I can be like, I hate it when I double tap and this happens. They're like, yeah, me too. You know, this totally gets it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: It's always easier to talk to someone who really knows what you're talking about and you don't have to explain the whole situation and then explain your feelings. And yeah, it's, Yeah. So that would be beneficial.
0: Absolutely. Uh, All right. So number three, do you interact differently with blind people now?
1: (laughs) Um, Again, I feel like I don't, we don't really see a whole lot of blind people in our community, but I find myself, if I interact with them, uh, one example. So Koa, we took him to the, um, the groomer to get groomed. And while we were there,
0: if you're new here, Koa is my guide dog. Sorry. My black lab guide dog. Yes. So,
1: (laughs) um, but while we were there, there was another, um, VIP, sorry, (laughs) totally blanked. I'm like, what is the word I'm looking for? Blind person, VIP, visually impaired person, all the things, um, there as well. And had a guide dog from guide dogs for the blind. Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I kind of nerded out a little bit and was like, oh, what's your dog's name? And, you know, like talk to her and, mm-hmm. and everything. And um, Koa wasn't in his harness. I was picking him up from the groomer, of course. So he was acting a fool because when I'm he's gl- not in harness, he <laughs> just Sometimes is it's ridiculous. Hard
0: it's hard to believe. It's like, are you a guy yes. dog Really? No, he's much yeah. better than the harness.
1: So he was acting a fool and the other dog was in harness and was acting just normal. Sure. But, you know, like that interaction was like I knew her, like she was my best friend or something. Right.
0: Yeah. All of a sudden we have a connection. Yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah. she didn't. I don't think she felt that way about me. Probably. not. She was just like, who is this woman talking to me and asking me these questions? And I told her <laughs> that Koa was a from Guide Dogs for the Blind. Um, but again, he was acting crazy and didn't have his harness on. So I don't know that she believed <laughs> me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So um, but then also like I'll see people with white canes walking down the street or in the store or something like that. And I'm like. Oh, look, there's a blind person. Like I know everything about yes, them or something. Yes, I know their lives, but again, I'm not interacting with them on a personal level. I'm not going up and talking to them. So, um, so I don't know. I feel like i have you had don't any, have a whole lot of interaction with blind people. Have
0: you had any blind patients or blind people in the hospital because you work in a hospital? Yeah. so have you had any people that have been blind that you've had to assist in some way?
1: Not that I can think of no.
0: I'm just curious, like if you would assist them differently because mm-hmm. you know how, as opposed to like grabbing them and dragging them across the yeah. room or whatever.
1: Well, no, I I don't think I've ever had any blind patients. I mean, we have patients who you know need glasses to be able to see and whatnot, and you know you help them in that manner. Um, but I have thought about like if you were ever in the hospital and how as a nurse, I would help you Mm -hmm. or I would help the nurses that were taking care of you to help you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've kind of thought about it from that perspective, but no, I've never had a patient of my own.
0: Mm. Interesting. I'm just curious, like, you know, a lot of times with people who've never met a blind person, they're like, what do I, what do I do? How do I act around you? Yeah, And it's always interesting to be like, well, you've had experience with a blind person now for 20 plus years would you interact with that person differently?
1: Well, I think that I would. I I think, you know, if I had a patient or if I met someone on the street or something, or I noticed that someone was needing assistance and they had a white cane, I think I would know how to assist them better. Like, you know, would you like to take my arm and I'll take you where Uh you need to go or I'll help you find X, Y, Z. You know, I think I would interact with them differently. I just haven't had the opportunity. Given the chance, you
0: would. Would you say, it's okay, my husband's blind. I'm here to help. (laughs)
1: I, uh, I mean, maybe that would be reassuring. Would that be reassuring to you if someone walked up to you and I don't said, "I'd probably laugh." My husband's blind. I'd be like, can "Good I help for you." you. That's a- right.
0: So maybe I don't know. It, it might be helpful if you know if I don't. You know, my husband's blind. I can help. I might think, oh, okay, at least they're not going to grab me and drag me around the room sure. or something. Although I would then feel obligated to be like, "Really? Tell me about your life story." Well, that's so, you. Yeah, that's me. Just you're because right. you're not the communicate. They'd be like, "Thanks, I'm out." Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Number four. Uh, how often do you think about me being visually impaired every day? What, what makes you think what? about me being visually impaired? Like, do you think about it? Okay. Here's, here's really what I was getting at. Okay. Do you think about it simply because, or is it always something like, okay, we've got to do this transportation, some reason to think about it?
1: As, I think it's mostly simply because, so, um, I don't know, for example, um, like making our weekly meal list. Like I make a meal list every week. I go to the grocery store. I plan meals that you can make. Um, I don't plan things for you that are intricate or that have a long recipe or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. things that you're familiar with because you make them frequently. Sure. So it's just it's making things um, more accessible mm-hmm. and more, sim- more simple for you to be able to Yeah. To complete the task. So there's something up
0: that you have to think about. Then it comes up. Are you ever just sitting around going, gosh, uh, I can't believe he lost his sight. Gosh, I wish this were like, does it come up without some sort of prompt? No, no. Well, that's good. No,
1: I think (laughs) not that that's bad. Well, no, but you and I have had conversations like, um, you know, two kids need to be in two separate places at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's frustrating because it's like if you sorry I hit the table, um you know if you could see in this moment this wouldn't be a problem. Sure. So so I it think, does it
0: does have to do with something going on. Yeah. That, and you know like that. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think. I guess so. Which I don't know. I mean, there's it's a, a lot hard of question and answer. I
0: mean, there's a lot of things that go on that. Mm-hmm you know, sight loss affects or is yeah. affected by the the lack of sight. So yeah. that makes sense. I'm just curious if, if you know, if you sit around ever, like, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't sit around thinking about it, but, you know, might come up and it's like, uh, I'm just curious if on your end, if it just randomly comes up in your mind.
1: I can't, I can't say no, but I can't say that happens on a regular basis either. Gotcha. So, so
0: you would say most of the time if it does happen, it's because something has triggered it thinking about transportation or something else. Oh, like that.
1: well, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true then. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair. All right. It's not floating <laughs> around in your brain a whole bunch. No. All right. And number five, what, I'm sorry. What's one piece of advice you would give today to a sighted supporter?
1: Don't forget yourself. Um, I think it is very easy as a sided supporter to get caught up in what you can do to help the VIP's life um, be easier and for your life to be kind of wrapped around and the VIP be the center of your life. And Mm -hmm. not that that is a problem per se, but not losing yourself as in making sure that you're taking care of yourself, that you're getting sleep, that you are um, doing things that you enjoy for, for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, taking care of someone constantly, even if you don't have to feed and bathe and dress like your spouse, your, sister, brother, child, whatever, even if you don't have to do those things, you're still caring for that person constantly, um, making sure that they, you know, aren't injuring themselves or they have all the resources that they need. They have the, they get to and from doctor's appointments and things like that. And you can get lost in that. So don't forget yourself, take care of yourself and put yourself first sometimes, even though you don't feel like you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that somebody listening to this who is visually impaired might say, well, I can take care of myself. Absolutely, you know, I can, can. do all those sort of things. But I would imagine, and I'm just guessing because I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that on your side, there's it's not that you think, I can't take care of myself, but you take on a lot of responsibility. Like you said, if we're walking down the street, mm-hmm. if we're doing something that is sight-intensive, it's you know, whatever – you probably take on responsibility to make sure that things are handled and taken care of. Yeah. It's not because I am helpless. No. It's simply be the nature of having this type of relationship. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, in
1: no way do I want to indicate that someone is unable to do anything. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Yeah. I think it's the sighted supporters state of mind to constantly be watching out for the VIP to make sure that they're safe. Yeah. And I think, first and foremost, I think
0: the phrase, don't forget yourself is, that's a good one. That's that's a great piece of advice. So yeah. if you're if you're listening to this, I agree, hundred percent. Don't forget yourself. Take care of yourself. All right. So our question today is this: Do you think about yourself as a sided supporter? If you're a spouse, if you're a parent, if you're a sibling, do you think, well, I'm a sighted supporter. I'm somebody who's interacted. What we always say about sighted supporters is somebody whose life is directly affected because of somebody else losing their sight. You know, yeah. if you know a friend from college who lost their sight, that doesn't count. You know, not that you uh, can't help them, but if you are if your life is directly affected. So, do you think of yourself as a sighted supporter? Do you think of yourself as somebody who has had their life affected? sight loss? If so, we'd love to hear about it. Um, You can let us know in the comments of this video if you're watching, or you can send us an email to lifeaftersightloss at gmail.com. All right, before we continue with our quote of the week, we've got a few housekeeping items. Um, So first of all, we're gonna throw it over to you for subscribing.
1: So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you give it a thumbs up and hit subscribe so you don't miss another single episode.
0: That's right. And if you're listening to the audio version, make sure you subscribe in your favorite podcast app and consider giving us a rating and a review. Also, we'd love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and your questions by sending an email to lifeaftersightloss at gmail.com.
1: And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Life After Sight Loss.
0: That's right. And just by the way, I love hearing from folks. I do read all the emails. I try to read all the comments as much as I can. So if you're sending it to me, I am doing my best to see it. So send it my way. All right. So let's hit our quote of the week.
1: This is from Lena Horn, who is an American dancer. She said, it is not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it.
0: What a simple phrase, but so powerful. Very true. Not the load, but the way you carry it. Yeah. I think that's like you talked about not forgetting yourself, mm-hmm. um, taking care of yourself. You know, it's not the it's not the, the fact that you're a sighted supporter that's going to break you or weigh you right. down. It's how you're carrying that mm-hmm. fact. And like you said, not forgetting yourself, taking care of yourself. That's a, a healthy way to yeah. carry that weight that you have.
1: Right. And you learn as you move on in your relationship as a sighted supporter VIP, you know, at the very beginning, it's going to be difficult to carry and you're going to figure it out as time moves on. So we've, I've, we were talking about in the previous podcast about sighted supporters and going through sight loss, you know, it, we kind of rolled into things, but we had to learn as we went. Sure. And even through the last five years, I've learned that I need to take care of myself mm-hmm. so that I can take care of others.
0: Absolutely. Always, always take care of yourself. Definitely. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And remember that sight loss isn't the end,
1: it's just the beginning.
0: My name is Derek. And I'm April. And we'll see you in, in the, the next one. one. Thank mm-hmm. you.